Thank you. I know I am. Okay. You guys might find this interesting. Well, I think that's an assumption. I am thinking of expanding my practice. Uh, I met this doctor, Dr. Maxwell, real class act. Is he, uh, is he black? Well, how would you know? Nine times out of ten, when a sportscaster is referring to someone as a class act, they're talking about a head coach who's black. Mm-hmm. Tony Dungy. What a class oh, act. Just total. Lovey Smith. <laughs> class, class act. act. I, never, yeah. I never noticed that. I mean, it happens all the time. It's not just football. Sportscasters use these code words in all the sports. Uh, they're talking about a Latino player in baseball. Like, uh, like Ozzie Guillen is... Uh, firecracker. Firecracker. Yeah. Latin guys are always firecrackers. Yeah. Spark plug. Spark plug in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Wes Welker is like a gym rat, a real scrappy player. Yep. Yeah, which is code word for white. Always a white guy. Yep. Ichiro Suzuki is... Inscrutable. Yes. There you go. <laughs> right, well, this is exactly what I don't want to be. I don't want to be racist. I don't know what's racist and what's not racist. Neither do I. So call him African-American. Then. You can say black. I'm not offended. Why would you be offended? I'm half black. Mom is Italian. Well, no, I'm black on the inside. What are you up here? A uh, race car driver. Lappy <laughs> one. 33. Oh my gosh, this, I mean, we are pushing it again, but hey, what's up guys, it's uh, Fancy Football Junkies, hey, 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 Bonzi Ego, uh, in for week six, alright, we've made it to week six, we haven't been kicked off the podcasting airwaves just yet. Does anybody know we do this? I mean, who's going to kick us off? That's true, that's true, I mean, you know, we we, we, we maxed out one week at seven downloads, alright, so uh-huh. I mean... Downloads are the important thing. You know, I mean, these people, they're keeping our podcast. You know, not only are they listening to it, they are keeping it see, <laughs> and saving it. Can you see how many streams, though? Because I like I follow the show on Spotify. I don't download it. Right. I just stream it. Yeah, it's over like 300 or something. Yeah, there like, we go. Like every week. We're getting which is, there. That's not bad. Yeah, we're getting there. There's worse. All right. I guarantee there's worse. Much. Way worse. <laughs> like people listen to my morning show every every week, you know. But anyway. Um, guys, hey, we've made it, and we've got a lot to talk about today. Again, week six, Thursday night fantasy football focus. Booms and bust, waiver wire. We'll get to yes or BS and the Eagles extra point. Um, how, how, how does, or how do, no, I should say how does Thursday night football do this to us two weeks in a row? Uh, I don't know. I, but you know what? Here's the thing. You're going to watch it. I'm not watching. You're I didn't lying. watch last week, man. You didn't watch any of that? No, I didn't watch it. But, you know, because probably because I was busy. I was painting a football field. Okay. So, but again, I was, I mean, just, I wasn't, I wasn't even worried about it. Are you, will you be painting the football field again tomorrow? No, I'm going to be painting it tonight. So tomorrow, maybe I watch. You'll but watch, dude, man. But I mean, it's, it's Bears, Commanders. It's just like, what, what does this game have to offer? And it, it, it does. Okay. Go, getting into our Thursday night fantasy football focus. There, there is some fantasy football uh, point potential here, okay? And um, I'll start off with the running backs for uh, Khalil Her- Herbert and, and David Montgomery. You know what I mean? Those guys, yeah. they could do something, okay? If you have them on your team, would they be a running back too? Would they be a flex spot? Um, Washington's Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. You know, they've been bright spots for Carson Wentz, and I think after... Uh, commander's head coach came out and blasted Wentz, you know, basically saying it's his fault they're losing all the games, right? Yeah. I think he might come out and try to do something. So my top pick for tomorrow night's game in week six is commander's wide receiver Terry McLaurin, right? Really? 27-year-old's been the big play target for Wentz and leads Washington with 326 receiving yards. He's coming off a game with five grabs for 76 yards 
and has posted at least 58 yards in four of his five contests. Now, Jahan Dotson's hamstring still remains questionable for Washington, which uh, means there could be fewer playmakers for Wentz to target. Uh, Dotson's potential absence boosts McLaurin's stock, I feel like, uh, to the number one receiver. Um, Curtis Samuel also, again, could be someone you, you start. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson just went off, who I had as a bust, you know, last week on my booms yeah. bust. Uh, 12 for 154 against the Bears. Chicago's unlikely to fix its leaky pass defense, which is short turnaround, making McLaurin a must start. I also think a sleeper also includes rostering commanders running back Brian Robinson this week. Okay. Robinson made his regular season debut. Last week, after missing the start of the season following uh, the shooting incident in the preseason, finished with 22 yards on nine carries in his return to action. Now, Robinson finished the preseason with 14 carries, two games for 57 yards, and a TD. Prior to being drafted in the third round, Robinson had finished his career at Alabama with a whopping 13-43 and 14 rushing TDs. And I know Antonio Gibson is the guy right now, but man, you know this this Commanders team. I feel like they need a fire starter. They need someone to get in there and start some ruckus. And this Robinson guy could do just that because he pretty much did that for the Crimson Tide. So um, I would, if, if he's available, go get Brian Robinson right now and let's see what he does tomorrow night. So what are your thoughts on Deami Brown, who last week hooked up two big plays, over 100 yards, two touchdowns? Um, I, I scooped him up off the waiver wire. I was hoping, like last week, I went in because I was looking at at the matchup, and I was said, "Oh man, this is this is a big McLaurin week. Get him in there." And it wasn't bad, but it was underwhelming considering the matchup, right? Yeah, very very underwhelming. I mean, but but again, you know, I think Wentz, you know, that's that's how that guy is, and uh and I think that he's either going to be Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes like, or he's going to be. You know, um, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz like, yeah. It's and it's weird because you know the Commanders don't lack speed. They don't lack people that can catch the ball. I, I mean, I like I like Brown. I don't I don't I think I like Samuel and 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 uh, McLaren more though. Yeah, for me, I I feel like Samuel is this is the safest play. Yeah, there. Yeah. Um, Deami Brown though. I mean, if you're if you need to swing for the fences, you need a home run. Um, that might be that play that you know that that maybe gets you those big points that's kind of under the radar that nobody I mean I scooped him up I'm not plugging him in but I scooped him up to see what happens this week right, right? and that's kind of what the Robinson thing that's yeah. what the Robinson thing was well like for about me. that though Antonio Gibson last week only had three carries right Robinson comes back and I don't think they they did much running but I think but, it's the pass catching though that those running backs really rely mm-hmm. on you know it, with, with 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 Washington you know and and Robinson you know can do it and 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 I think he can do it way better than Gibson well, yeah, I think so too, and I think that's what the commanders think. And I think Brian Robinson, if he's on your waiver right, wire right now, yeah, uh, consider yourself lucky because I'm not in any leagues where he's not picked up. Right. Uh, last week, like I just said, Gibson had three rush attempts. His previous low on the season was 12. He's been in double digits in the teens every week. Right. Last week he gets three. Brian Robinson gets nine. Right. So it's it's. I don't think it's even like transitioning. I think we're there. I yeah. think Brian Robinson is the guy in the backfield right now. Okay, cool. So there you go. See if he can, uh, you know, if again, like like Ego said, if he's available, you need to go swipe him up immediately when you're listening to this podcast. 
So good luck uh, to the Bears. Good luck to the Commanders in making this a fun game for us to watch tomorrow night. And then we get to our week six booms and busts. All right. So for my booms this week in week number six, we'll start off with quarterback Kyler Murray at Seattle. Murray has been a top 12 QB in four of his five games, even though he's not even playing at that level that Kyler Murray can play at. And the Seahawks are just 24th against fantasy QBs, have given up 45 and 39 points the last two weeks, making Murray, I think, the QB one target other than Allen this week in fantasy football. Yeah, yeah nobody's better than Josh Allen this week. But, uh, you know, I love it, man. And I hope you're right as uh, as a guy who has a few receivers <laughs> that will be the beneficiary nice. of a big Kyler Murray week. But I'm with it, man. Yeah, 100% agree. Running back boom is Ramondre Stevenson at Cleveland. Stevenson had a huge game as the lead back with Damon, Damian Harris out uh, for the Patriots last time out and is po- uh, poised to do so again, I think, in week six. He'll get a Cleveland defense that's given up 93.8 rushing yards per game this season in 2022. That ranks right there in the middle of the pack, but I think they are just, you know, the Patriots are just, let's feed that ball to our, our runners and let them do the work. So last week, the extra point was about paying attention to the defensive matchups. And that matchup last week was so tasty for the yeah. Patriots. Um, I was like, get Damian Harris in there. And Ramondi might, might be a decent play, too. Well, Harris goes down. Dude, what did Ramondi, what did he have, like 190 yards? I mean, yeah. something ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, he had over 20-something points. Like the most ever under Bill yeah. Belichick or <laughs> right, something like right. that. And so, um, yeah, this guy just needed an opportunity. Now he's got it. And uh, I, uh, I don't see it slowing down. I don't know if he's going to get you know almost 200 yards again this week, but I think he'll break 100. Yeah, yeah. And that is my boom at running back. Wide receiver, I hate saying it, Mike Evans at Pittsburgh. <laughs> How are we looking on that bet? We're looking good. I mean, it's not, too, I mean I'm not, it's not that bad, all right? Mike Evans is top 60 receiving yards in each of his uh, four games this season as Tampa heads into a week six matchup against a Pittsburgh defense that's allowed the most fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers this season. I think Tom Brady is going to want to prove a point in this one, and unfortunately I think it's going to all go through Mike Evans this week. So there's your boom, Ego. Yeah, Mike Evans is so much better than DJ Moore. <laughs> it's not even Wait till close. they trade him. Then it's over, all right? When DJ Moore gets traded, then it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it was fun. That was a fun preseason show, and to make those bets is always a good time. It's only a dollar, though, so you yep. got me. One dollar. Yep. Uh, tight end, boom. I've got Evan Ingram at Indy. Now, Ingram has caught 19 of 26 targets for 168 yards through five games with the Jags. Seven of those 19 catches, though, came in week two against the Colts, okay, who are going to be hosting the Jags again in this rematch. And I feel like it's going to be the Ingram show at Indy. So one of my favorite things about you, Bonzi, as a person, yeah, is when you do your booms and your busts and – it would have been easy for quarterback to say Josh Allen, right? Yeah. Simple. Easy. Yeah, of course Josh Allen is a boom play. He's going up against a defense that has given up the most touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks on the season. That's easy. What do you do? You go Kyler Murray, right? That's You don't go for the obvious thing. So it would be easy to say, hey, uh, plug in Travis Kelsey. Well, they wait for my bus list. Yeah, right? But, I mean, it, <laughs> But you go Evan Ingram, yeah, right? So that's yeah. good, helpful Thank tips you. to give people. So, uh, Thank I you. mean, you, you went out on a limb with Justin Jefferson last week yeah. as a bust, but it's easy to say, like, a, um, you know, don't start 
give me give me DJ Moore. Yeah, that's right, a right. bust. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. But right. you got to pick a name that people are expecting a lot from. Yep. Then that's the bust. So well, thanks for the nice, props. Nice man. work, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Quarterback bust. I again, I feel like again, these are me going out on a limb. I mean, these are really me looking at matchups. Okay, looking at uh, the team as a whole, injuries, players available, and at a bust this week. I've got Jalen Hurts versus Dallas. Now, just listen to me. Uh, he's got six rushing touchdowns in five games. That's where most of Jalen Hurts' threat I feel like is coming from. But he's going to be facing a Dallas D in Week Six that's only allowed one rushing touchdown this season. So if you're expecting Jalen Hurts to pull you off that 30 plus 35 plus, I don't feel like you're going to get that. I still I mean I think, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to get you 20 25 points, but I think it's going to be a bust considering what Jalen Hurts has been doing. So you start him because you start him every week and you never bench Jalen Hurts. But when you're saying bust, you're saying hey, temper your expectations yeah, a little bit. Absolutely. This is um Dallas, I don't know if you remember the preseason rankings. I had them I think in the top 5. Yeah. And uh, and most people didn't. I didn't understand because they were so good last year, right? And they're so good again this year. Yeah. So yeah, no. Uh, it's not like you bench him for Carson Wentz, right? Right. But right. you um <laughs> you just you don't expect him to have. I don't think he even threw any touchdown passes last week, did he? I don't think so. Either, I, I no. think he just ran a couple in. So um yeah yeah temper your expectations, but still start him. Running back bust Christian McCaffrey at the uh, Los Angeles Rams. He's recorded more than 100 yards from scrimmage. In four of his five games this season, and is the driver, obviously, of the Panthers' offense heading into Week 6, okay? Uh, but a Rams defense, listen, again, I'm looking at the matchups. They've allowed the fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs this season. And just looking at those points, I was like, wow, how are the Rams this crappy? I mean, when they're, when they're, when they're not allowing these running backs these points. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've had a running back score over 15 fantasy points against them this year. And Christian McCaffrey, I feel like, hello, they're just going to, you know, dial up Christian McCaffrey's stop plays and and it's over. So I think Christian McCaffrey, I think he, I, I don't think Christian McCaffrey scores double digits this week against the Rams. So what's weird about McCaffrey, and I have him in a league, is it like somehow he's producing, but it doesn't feel like Christian McCaffrey. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's doing fine, but he's not, he's not like a world beater like we're used to seeing right. from him. Then the Rams, they're allowing over 100 yards per game on the ground, but only three touchdowns. Right. So that's, um, I think that's that's the catch there is they're not allowing opposing running backs. Once they get down into the red zone, they pretty much shut you down yeah. there. But you're able to move it up the field. So, you know, double digits possibly, but don't expect anywhere in the 20s for McCaffrey this week. Wide receiver bust, CeeDee Lamb at Philadelphia. I was a big, I was huge on Lamb last week. And, you know, he's had at least eight targets in every game this season for the Cowboys. It's uh, Russia's favorite uh, target, but he's going to be guarded by Darius Slay of the Eagles in Week 6. Let's be honest. Uh, the Philadelphia D has been super stingy overall against the pass, uh, yielding, I believe, it's under 180-something yards per tilt passing for all teams. They're 189. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. Really? In a passing <laughs> league, man? Come on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And that Slay... Is unreal, and he's gonna. It's gonna. He's gonna be all over CD Lamb. I think he has a, a really bad game this week against Philadelphia. Yeah, fifth best in the league um, as far as yards per game. They have surrendered six passing touchdowns, so there's a good chance somebody gets into the end zone. But I mean, who knows? Cooper Rush does not throw touchdown passes. Right. Right. So, <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I expect. I mean, I, I'd probably bet the under that game. Oh yeah, whatever for sure. it is. Yeah. And then my tight end bust. You know, I, I hate to put this on there just because I'm a huge fan. Travis Kelsey versus Buffalo. 
You know, uh, he just set a Monday Night Football record with four touchdown catches, but his status as Kansas City's top receiving option will be put to the test in Week 6 against the Bills' defense that has yet to allow a tight end even anywhere close (laughs) to the end zone this season. There hasn't even been a tight end attempt, Ego, for a touchdown pass against Buffalo. Only three passing touchdowns given up <laughs> in five games for Buffalo. Um, yeah, it just I'm scared for Mahomes. I'm scared I am for too. Kelsey. I am too, and I've got Mahomes. Yeah, and, and I and, and I've got Kelsey in a different league that I don't have Mahomes in, and I'm just trying to really get ready for a bad bad game. You know, and, and you mentioned it because we talked about this before we we went live, but. Buffalo also hasn't played Kansas City. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. they're they haven't played anybody to that caliber, but still, man, that defense, if you watch them, they just look different. They do. And in yeah. and, and, and Kansas City, if you watch them too, you know, Mahomes is Mahomes. And I feel like Mahomes is really this year trying to prove something. You yeah. know, he's trying to prove that it wasn't the the the, the Hill show. Um but but you can tell he misses them. Yeah. You can tell that the the, the deep threat for Kansas City there is none. Uh-uh. It, there is none, and and even with these these hands for these receivers, you know these guys are just okay wide receivers, man. When you've got like receivers dropping, yeah, ten yard, twelve yard passes, that's what Patrick Mahomes lives off of those scramble passes. So it scares me against Buffalo, and I feel like Buffalo is just like Travis Kelsey, who, and that's dangerous when you've got a team that doesn't respect that. Yeah. You know, it's going to be dangerous. Well. When when they'll be allowed to to put like double coverage on Kelsey yeah, yeah. and just be comfortable going man on everybody else, right? You're seeing it around the league, right? It, guys like Tyreek Hill make a difference. He's one of the best receivers in football, right? So you can't realistically think that a team can lose Tyreek Hill and then just keep moving along as usual. Look at Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams, right? You know, and he doesn't have a Travis Kelsey like safety net. Right. So, um, yeah, no, you're seeing it. Mahomes is still he's out there trying, but so much of that was that chemistry with with Tyreek Hill. Mahomes buying more time, you know, in the pocket, and yeah. and him just being on the same page with Tyreek when plays fall apart. I think it's, it's the game of there. the week. I think it's the game of the four week. and one and I mean, four and one. Right, absolutely. And I think it's going to be so much fun to watch. I really hope it's a shootout. I really, really do. And the one thing that Mahomes does have going for him again is the way the Buffalo plays their defense and they rush the quarterback, okay? They get back there fast, but but you know when they get back there, they do it in a way that the quarterback, if they're smart, they can dump those passes off. And Mahomes, I, I mean, I, I would say Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Herbert are probably the three that can dump that ball off yeah. the best out of anybody in the NFL. So, so we'll see. Uh, what happens with that? Okay, let's get to the uh, waiver wire. And don't forget your uh, team's on a bye this week. The Lions, Texans, Raiders, and the Titans. That's just a quick reminder for you guys. If you have players, you need to make sure you plug in uh, a different player for those uh, teams. Uh, week 6 waiver targets for quarterback. I got two this week because I was shocked that one of these guys was still available. Mm-hmm. Which is Geno Smith. All right? Oh, okay. Don't look now, okay? But, but Geno is currently, what do you think? QB what on the year? Okay, I won't look it up. I'm going to say QB 9. QB 7, dude. Wow. <laughs> QB 7. What's most impressive uh, is the week-to-week consistency. All right, he's had 17-plus fantasy points in four of five weeks. All right, and that's where touchdowns are worth only four or five points. 
Give me a break. This week he draws the Arizona Cardinals secondary that ranks inside the top 10 in fantasy points per game allowed to opposing QBs and inside the top 5 in pass EPA per uh, play allowed. Teams are throwing against the Cardinals at the second highest rate over expectation. And I think uh, you're going to get another big week here in week number 6 for Geno Smith. So I would definitely look at starting him uh, this week. Daniel Jones. Only 22% owned in, in maximum leagues. The dude is legit. All right, um, he was on waiver wire target last week, but I didn't. I didn't put him on there because, like, come on, the New York Giants, man, like, really? Um, if you've got an early bye week for your quarterbacks, you know that, that and that happens. You know, yeah. you've got your stud. You know, I, I almost looked at it. Daniel Jones starting for you know one of my uh, quarterbacks in one of my other leagues for for Derek Carr. I Derek Carr who's got a bye this week, so Daniel Jones is available. Guess who I'm starting this week? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones yeah. versus Baltimore, man. So. That's a good target. Um, I'll throw another one out there because it it strikes close to home with me is Jacoby Brissett mm-hmm. um, this week. I've got Dak as my starting quarterback. I'm backing it up with uh, with Jared Goff, right? So Dak's still not ready to come back. Cooper Rush does not throw touchdowns, so he's not an option. Jared Goff's on bye. I had to go to the waiver wire yeah. to see who was there, man. Yeah. Gino was not there, <laughs> right? right? Gino was gone. Jacoby Brissett. I was like, okay, well, New England's given up the 20th most uh, yeah. fantasy points to uh, opposing quarterbacks. So let's go, Jacoby. It's you and me, buddy. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I like that one too. Uh, running backs, I've got two, and, I, and it's funny that the two that I have here are two that I was able to pick up. Eno Benjamin uh, for Arizona. You know, uh, Connor and Williams both done. Ward, well, not done. I shouldn't say done. Connor's not playing this week. Ribs and ankle. Derry Williams, they say probably not going to play with his knee. Jonathan Ward hamstring left early, you know. So I mean, it's it's Eno Benjamin show right now for at least this week. Uh, Arizona also draws a phenomenal matchup in Week Six against the Seattle defense that surrendered the second most rushing yards, six most receptions, second most receiving yards, and second most fancy points per game to opposing running backs. So not only do I think um, Eno Benjamin was only owned in twelve percent of maximum leagues yesterday, coming off the waiver wire, uh-huh. he was the most targeted player as a top pick. Yesterday on waiver wire. Yeah, yeah, no, he was. Uh, I put in claims for him in a few leagues, didn't get it. Uh, but last week he comes in eight touches for you know eight carries for a touchdown. But what I like is he also was targeted four times and caught three of those. Right. So PPR leagues, man, he he's double digits, and that matchup this week is so tasty. Yep. And then Joshua Kelly basically took over the number two spot behind Austin Eckler, and he was only owned in two percent of maximum leagues. Now, whether you're an Eckler owner or not. Um, you know, we talked about this off the air, and I think you might be talking about it later with your ego's extra point. Mm-hmm. Is it's time to stash players? It's time to start getting backups for players because you know these running backs, especially who are being used a lot. What are the chances that they stay healthy past week ten? Yeah, that and that's exactly what it's going to be about. So that's that's the whole point of the extra point this week. Is what we're talking about right now. Yep, it's stash it's, these guys, man, got it. and and look 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 closely at. I'll give you examples and names. Okay, cool. Okay. Wide receivers: Alec Pierce and in Indy, uh, Khalil Shakur, Buffalo, yeah. Rondale Moore, Arizona, and again, if you want to put look at some stashes, you know, Jamison Williams from Detroit and uh, Van Jefferson from the L.A. Rams. I mean, these wide receivers, guys, they are available in almost every league that you're in. Maybe Rondale Moore, not so much. 
um, because the return of a healthy AJ Green kind of kicked more back into a slot role. But that's where um, he's better. But he is, and, yeah. he, and he's and he's doing most of his damage there. Uh, last year when he faced uh, the 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 squad, Rondale hauled in 11 receptions, and the Seahawks continue to struggle. To, so so Rondale Moore might be a good start this week against Seattle. Uh, yeah, I think he's an excellent start. Last week against Carolina, when AJ Green was out, Rondale Moore went into that role, right? The AJ Green role. Um, only saw, oh geez, what was it? Five five targets, three catches, eleven yards. But then AJ Green comes back. Rondale gets into the slot where where he's comfortable and where yep. they like to use him. Seven catches, sixty eight yards. <laughs> That's a pretty good, you know. Also yeah. had a couple of carries for sure. Didn't do anything with him, but. It just goes to show that they're trying to get this guy involved in all sorts of different ways. So I like Rondale a lot. Tight end waiver wire you might want to start this week is Hayden Hurst in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, if you exclude Hurst week three outing when he was uh, injured, held just to thirty eight percent snap share, he's been pretty productive to start the Bengals tight end one. He scored nine point six, seven point four, eleven, and seventeen. Uh, T Higgins, you know, missed a substantial chunk of week five outing. A matchup against the Saints this week isn't ideal on paper. But volume, volume, volume. You hear Eagle and I talking about that all the time. I think Hayden Hurst has a huge target share this week in that game. And then I already mentioned Evan Ingram from Jacksonville. Man, go and swipe him up, too. Uh, he's going to get a lot of targets again this week. Ugh, tight ends are so hard to come by this season. And then now with buys here, too, it's just, yeah, if you can find a tight end to plug in. You right. Know. And you want to look at targets. You want to yeah. look at targets. You want to look at target share. You want to look at how many attempts they're going to get. I think those two have some high ones, okay? Uh, defense special teams, you might want to try to start the Browns versus New England, Bengals at New Orleans, or the Colts versus Jacksonville. I think I was able to swipe up the Bengals, D, this week. Uh, I, I got to go look at that. I didn't look at that. Shoot, that's important. It is. Yeah, because Bengals at New Orleans, I, I really like that. Yeah, yeah, and you should, and that's such a big deal to keep an eye on for most leagues. Is I love streaming defenses. Yeah, right. Oh so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's what we got for waiver wire. Anybody that I didn't pick up, or anybody that I missed that you were you were looking at? Uh, some guys I'll get to in the extra point, but not. Um, no, you think you that's there's not going to be as long as you're in a league with people who know what they're doing, right? Um, you it's know, hard to find. People. It's hard to find. It's hard to find, and in, in a lot of leagues. Waivers clear on on Wednesday morning, so you got to make sure you're on it. I know a lot of times you can you can kind of snooze. A game happens Monday, right? Day off Tuesday, but um, it's not really. You got to be on it. You got to put your claims in the two in. leagues that I that I'm in. I put uh, you know claims on Eno Benjamin, and and, and I put twenty dollar value on each. It's a hundred dollar you know spending uh, allowance that we have. Mm-hmm. I got him in one league. I didn't get him in another one. So somebody went higher than twenty. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm I mean, sure. just you know, you've got to be on it, and you've got to really look at how much money you want to spend on some of these guys too. Is that your favorite way to do waiver wire yeah. stuff? The the fab they call it, the free agent acquisition budget. Yeah. yeah, me too, man. I I'm in a few leagues where it's still like the old, you know, like the rolling waiver wire, and I'm just like, come on, man. You, the only way to really make it fair, fair, yeah, and that's what I'm all about yeah. with fantasy football is how fair can you make it? How many chances yes. can you give teams to actually improve themselves? With the same amount of, of of chance that everyone else has, exactly, and we do a thousand, right? So that there's less of a chance of people putting out the same bid, gotcha. for something. So we do a thousand, so you can, you know, you can you can bid like a hundred and thirteen dollars, right? Something and I think like it's that. just a, it's just a matter of getting used to what you're it's doing. It's all percentages, yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. 
All right, so yes or BS, let's go. This is my favorite segment here. You ready for this, buddy? Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, oh yeah. Yes or BS, ready. Patrick Mahomes is held under 30, 30 fantasy points this week against Buffalo. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Hey, it's going to be a rough week, You're man. taking the under on 30. Yeah. Are you taking the under on 25? No. No. So you think it's going to be between 25 and 30? I do. Okay. I do. I mean, he'll Over still... Over 25 under 30. It's still... A, yeah, it's too 26. hard to say. 26.8. There you go. <laughs> it's it's too hard to say under 25 because he is still Patrick Mahomes. Right, right, right. But man, that Bills defense is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, second yes or BS question. Saquon Barkley finishes the year as the running back number one. A BS. That's... Now, if you say finishes the year in the top five, okay, right? That's a tough one to say, but... Man, if you give me Saquon or the field, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a numbers guy. I mean, you got to right. take the field. Giants just un- unbelievable, man. I just, I'm just, I don't understand. I don't it. understand. It it. Make I don't sense. understand. They're it. not good. No, they're not. And but Saquon looks great, though, yes. dude. I mean, he, I'm so glad. I'm, I'm glad for him too. I'm glad yeah. for that. We, we actually put him in our top ten this year at running backs. Okay, and then uh, last yes or BS. Cowboys continue to quote unquote play it safe with uh, Dak's thumb, and they don't bring him back until Cooper uh, uh, Rush loses a game. Uh, BS. Um, it it won't take Cooper Rush losing. I don't think he's going to come back this week. Um, but he'll be. They already back. said they're quote unquote playing it safe this yeah. week. Well, this was the game that they were targeting week six that he was coming back. And they're playing it safe. Yeah. Well, did you see any clips? He's still got the, like a sure. thing on his yeah, thumb. Sure. He's not... A quote unquote thing. Yeah, uh-huh. sure. No, it's an sure. actual thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I don't think there's any. You think he's back next week? I do. I do. Dude, Cooper Rush throws zero they're not touchdowns. Losing. Eagle, they're not losing. Right. They're not losing. Because their defense different is amazing. Game plan. Different, total different game plan right. when you've got this quarterback in. Imagine if they had a good offense also. I'm just telling you, they're not losing games, okay? Because they are doing, they are having to play football differently, yeah. And they are not losing. When Dak comes back, they're going to start playing a different game again. Uh, yeah, one that scores points on offense. Okay. I right. I think that All they're right. going to lose this week. So you, I, you have way more uh, optimism in Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys than I do. So. Yeah, I I don't I just I don't understand the the Cooper like I know that they're not I'm not losing saying he's a good games. quarterback. No, I'm not just saying he's a better quarterback than Dak. Yeah, they're not losing games. I know. Does the defense play as good when Dak comes back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they won't have to be on the field as much. Okay. Just saying. Maybe that maybe that's why they're playing so good because they know they have to. I no, I think they're playing so good because they're awesome. Just <laughs> they like they were awesome. last year. All right. Very good. <laughs> I don't. I'm not buying into it, man. You hear it all. I mean, everybody's talking about, oh, what have quarterback controversy? Like, no, there's not. Dak Prescott's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Whoa, whoa, whoa! When you say one of the best, I feel like you're putting him in top ten. I am. He is not top ten. Dak Prescott is not a top ten. No way. Yes, no, he is. Dude. No, no way. Yes, he is. You're nuts. Nope. Hold on. Let's look at. It. I see you're getting the tripod ready, which I appreciate. <laughs> but let me pull this up, and you tell me he's not in the top ten. Of quarterbacks in the league. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert. You don't think he's better than Joe Burrow? Nope. You don't think he's better than Geno Smith? Nope. Come on, dude. Nope. Russell Wilson? I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Uh, I, I do not think that he's a top 10 You're just being stubborn. I'm not being stubborn. I'm being, I'm being realist. It's bottom of the top 10, but being, it's still top 10. Being a realist. Still top 10. Being a realist. In in that situation with those weapons, I think he's better than Aaron Rodgers right now. 
No. And I hate Aaron Rodgers. You know, I know. I, that's why I threw that one out there. I wanted to. You, sorry. I'm just a little sorry. bit of a delay on that reaction there. A little, little bit of you thought about it. Just look at the top 10 quarterbacks for this week. Just week number six. Yeah, I am. All right. You're looking at week number six. Yep. I am not putting Dak Prescott in front of any of those guys. Top 10. Fantasy Pros has Kirk Cousins ranked number 10. Yeah, because he's at Miami. Yeah, I know, but Dak's better than Kirk he's Cousins. He's got Jefferson. If you. For your team, who's your team's the Rams? I am right? starting Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott every single week in fantasy football. You're a Rams fan. No. Aren't you? No. What, what are you? I'm nothing. I'm a fantasy football fan. Uh, okay. All right. Now you're okay. Let's pretend you had a team that you rooted for. Would okay. you want Dak to be your team's quarterback or Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. Nah, I think you I think you're 100%. lying. 100%. I think you're lying. 100%. I would rather have Matt Stafford. I'd rather have uh, Daniel Jones right now. No, stop yes, it. Yes, I'd rather, I'd rather, have, I'd rather have Kenny Pickett. What are we doing? <laughs> P.J. Walker? No, no, okay. not P.J. Walker. Now I, now Dak's I know. better than P.J. Walker. Now I know. Okay, there we go. <laughs> he's better than Zappy or so Zappy. What, what's that guy's name? Zappy. Zappy? <laughs> so he's barely top 20. He's barely top 20. <sighs> All right, Ego's extra point whenever you're ready. Um, he's fired th- on I'm now. I'm thrown off my... Okay. Oh, let me get my timer going. This is, you got me. Listen, Dak Prescott is really good, man. Just because he's been hurt and Cooper Rush has been winning games by throwing like two touchdown passes on the season. I'm not even going to get my timer ready. I'm just going to go. It's <laughs> <laughs> absurd. Uh, all right. Ego's extra point this week. So this is about backing up your backups, right? Or the backups, I should say. We talk a lot about going into the season handcuffing your running backs, right? So you, we know who the number one is. We know who their backup is. Well, now we're at a point in the season where a lot of these number ones are down and they're hurting. So that handcuff now becomes the starter. But what people fail to do is handcuff the handcuff because running backs go down like crazy. So for instance, you had Damian Harris. Hopefully you were able to get your hands on Ramondre Stevenson. But now who do you need to get? Pierre Strong. That's the next guy in line. Ramondre goes down. Somebody's going to start and get those touches. Kenneth Walker. Seattle, a big, huge pickup this week. What if he goes down? Who do you get? DJ Dallas. Scoop him up. He's out there in most leagues. If you had Naheem Hines, um, there's a guy named Deion Jackson who's right behind him in the pecking order. I know they have Philip Lindsay too, but I think Deion Jackson is the guy they like a little bit more. If you had Javante Williams and now you think Melvin Gordon's the guy, guess what? Go get Mike Boone. He actually looked better than Melvin Gordon, and he's out there in a lot of leagues. So a lot of fantasy is having that foresight to get guys on your roster that might help you a little bit later, and they're just one injury away from stepping in and being the guy. So do your research. Have that foresight because those are the guys that win in fantasy football. Pico's extra point is up. It's good. I like it. You know, even though you left, uh, you know, if you got Rush on your team, you want Dak Prescott too. Yeah, you want Cooper Rush's backup too, just in case he goes down. I'm leaving. That's week six, guys. Make your winning a fantasy football league a reality and not a fantasy with the fantasy football junkies. We will catch you next week. Good luck to all you guys, and we'll see you. Bye.